Hey mama, welcome back to episode 16. I am super excited for this one because we are going to be talking about outsourcing in your online business. If you have been thinking about delegating some tasks that you just don't feel joy with doing, this episode is for you. I literally give you my blueprint for exactly how I hired my amazing virtual assistant and I go through my entire process. I even give you everything you need to make a decision on if outsourcing is right for you. And if so, what should you do? I really hope you find value. I know that you will. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Mama Knows Business Podcast. I'm Pamela Krista, Jesus lover, wife, mama to five, podcaster, blogger, and show and website designer. I know that running your business is hard work and I feel your frustration. You wish you had someone there to hold your hand through it all, answering those burning questions and give you that inspiration, encouragement, and clarity that you need to keep on moving forward. That's why I'm on a mission to help service-based entrepreneur moms just like you on how to start, grow, and stay consistent with your business. Here, we will cover running a business as a busy mom, social media tips, and of course, website strategy to help run and move your business forward. Because the truth is, you don't have to run your business as a mom alone. Let's get it. Hey, hey, today we are going to be diving into outsourcing and the things that you need to do before hiring somebody to help you in your business. So I am actually in the process of bringing somebody onto my team to help do the tasks that I would like to delegate to somebody else so that they can get done. So I have already hired somebody who's going to be coming on board to help take care of some things in my business that just don't bring me joy and that will end up saving me a lot of time. And so I felt that this was something that I really needed to talk about. And so we're just going to dive right in. So the first question that I want to ask you, if you are thinking about hiring somebody to help you in your business, is... What in your business, looking at all of the things that you do from day to day, week to week, month to month, whatever it is, what are you doing that is not bringing you joy? Is it creating social media graphics? Is it speaking of captions? If you're a podcaster, are you just looking to hit record and have somebody else do everything else? Side note, I do this. (laughs) Is it delegating your emails? There are so many things that can just be really tedious. And it's those tasks that were like, oh man, like I would really rather not, (laughs) right? And so when it comes to those things in our business that don't bring us joy, those are the tasks that you need to look into having somebody else do. Now, before we get into this, I do want to say only you know when the right time is to hire somebody. If you don't have the finances, obviously you you can't hire anybody, right? So when you're thinking of bringing somebody on your team, I want you to think of a couple of things. So first of all, you're not going to know like what to charge probably right off the bat and that's okay. 
but you're going to want to, you can always, you know, test the waters and just make a few Facebook posts and just kind of see what the going rate would be for what you're wanting. Because the truth is, is we all are at different, different levels in our business. And what I personally love doing is I love training new business owners. And so one of the things that I personally love to do because I'm such a people person and I'm feel like I'm a pretty good teacher is I like to work with new business owners for multiple reasons. So when you're working with a new business owner who's somebody who is, you know, just starting out or in the early stages of their business, it's just nice because you can help train them and you can help learn them skills. You can trade services. There's so many different benefits here. And so I'll use myself as an example. I'm actually trading services. So I am providing her a full website for her business when she's ready. She's not ready right now. But when she is, I will be providing her a full website. And so this is our deal. I'm providing her a full website for her business. And she's not ready for a website right now, which is fine. But when she is, that is coming to her. And in exchange for her knowledge, because I don't have a a huge budget to bring somebody on, but I also know that I need help. But I also know that I have a lot of value as well. So I'm training her and giving her knowledge. So this is not only going to help me in my business, this is helping her learn a new skill. So I mean, she's learning how to send an email in Flowdesk. She is learning how to work a Facebook group. She's learning how to post a Pinterest pin. She she hasn't done that before. She's learning how to take a transcript and turn that into a blog post. She's learning how to write show notes for my podcast episodes. So these are things that she's never done before that I'm teaching her. So we have an agreement that we're going to do that for a month while I'm just teaching her and training her. And then she's getting a full website. And then after her training is done, then I'm going to be bringing her on for a few hours a month to help out with that. And then that's when I'm going to start actually paying her. And so it's just really beneficial to to work something out. You don't need to spend a whole lot if you're in the situation where you want to hire somebody. So with that being said, you really need to be sure that you are in the right headspace as a business owner to bring somebody on. Because if you don't know what you need help with, then it's not going to be beneficial for either one of you. And that brings me to actually bringing somebody on and what to do after that. So we're going to go through my entire process of what I'm currently doing in my business right now. So the first thing that I did to find this amazing virtual assistant is I went ahead and found a really, really good Facebook group. I am in multiple Facebook groups that I that I love and that I trust and that I know I'm in there all the time. And so before I made a post, so this is what I did, is I created a Google form and inside of the description, I'm just going to like lay it all out and tell you exactly what I did. So I put podcast manager application because that's what I was hiring for. And then I just put, hey there, my podcast is going to be launching in October and I'm looking for somebody to take over a few small tasks with each weekly episode. Thank you so much for choosing to hop on a quick call with me. Here is a quick application. I am only choosing one person for this role. I will be in touch either way in about a week with the next steps. And then I list a job description. So I went through eight tasks that I needed help with and I laid them all out. And then after that, I actually put something below that that said, please be sure to answer every single question 
with the exception to the last question, if you do not have anything else for me to know, thank you. And the reason why I did this is because if you are want, if you want a job, right? And this is something that I teach my kids. When you do something, you should do something with your full attention. You should do something to your fullest ability. And so if you're filling out an application, don't leave anything blank. <laughs> okay. So if somebody fills out my application and they don't answer a question because they just don't feel like it, I'm not going to hire you. And there's not a lot of questions. I think there's a total of 11 questions and I'm going to go through all of them with you. And this is exactly how I found my virtual assistant. So if they can't take the time to take maybe 10 minutes out of their day and answer 11 questions, then they probably shouldn't be on your team. And I'm not saying that to be rude, but again, like if they want to be on your team and they want to work with you and they're looking for work, like they can take the time to fill out the application. That's how I feel personally. So, okay, the first question we ask is their names. And then I ask their best email address because obviously this is how we're going to communicate. And then I ask, where does your podcast management experience fall between one to 10? 10 being expert level. So for you, you would put, where does your blank experience fall? Whatever that is. And then underneath that, I said, there is no wrong answer here. I will provide the full training on every aspect of the to-do list which means essentially I'm training them from the from the ground up. The next question I ask is I will be providing full training on each and every task, but I want to know which task out of all of them do they feel they're going to need the most help or support with? Again, there's no wrong answer. This is simply for me to see where your skill set is at. The next question is out of all the tasks listed, which task do you feel you're going to need the least support or help with? So this is what you feel the most comfortable with. Then the next one is which of these applications are you familiar with and have used at least once? So I want to know what have they used before? What do they not know? Right. So I put, for example, I put my podcast host. I put Google Drive, Google Sheets, Liner, which is something I use for my podcast episode, Loom, WordPress, Canva. Right. So I want to know, I want them to check each and every one of these, which ones they've used before. And then I pretty much duplicated that question and then reworded it. So which of these applications are you not familiar with and have not used at all? So that's another question. And then for this specific job, which actually changed, but one of the requirements is you're going to have to listen to my episode every week in order to get the big picture in parentheses. And do your job efficiently. Are you able to commit to this? And then I do say each episode is no more than 30 minutes long. And then there's a yes or a no. And then I ask, why do you want this position? What drew you to it aside from the money, right? So I want to know, is it because they enjoy podcasting? Do they love the fact that I'm a mom? Like just whatever, right? I just want them to just be creative and just answer like, why are you applying for this job? And then so... I did mine a little different. I actually did weekly Zoom trainings. So as I was saying before, I am trading her for one month. So for one month, I'm giving her knowledge and a website template in exchange for her training. So I'm not paying her during the training month. And so every Sunday in the evening after our kids go to bed, we'll meet for about 40 minutes to an hour and we'll just go through the job description and exactly every single task. I'll share my screen with her and I'll show her everything. So we did that for one month straight. And so what I did was 
the next question is I'm going to provide full training through weekly Zoom meetings during the month. They'll be broken down to four 40 minute Zoom calls. And so what I did was I said training will happen at the same time every week. Please double check your time zone for this and make sure that you're selecting the correct day and time. But what I did was I listed seven different days and times for us to meet. So at that day and time every week that month, we're going to meet. We're going to go over everything on a Zoom call because I don't like being left in the dark. I don't want my VA to feel left in the dark either. So I want her to know exactly what's going on. And then the next question is, I know and understand that the training is unpaid during the month and that the first payment to me will be made during the month. Once training is completed to start the month of doing the tasks by myself, and there's a button for them to click, I agree. And then the last question is, is there anything else you'd like me to know? So that is my full on virtual assistant application that I have them fill out whenever I'm hiring, depending on, of course, the job description. I will obviously change it around to morph exactly what I need, but this is what I use. And so I will take that form. So I'll create that form first. And then what I'll do is I will go back to that Facebook group I was talking about and I will make a post. First of all, you need to be really careful in Facebook groups because you have to know the rules. They're all different. Um, Some of them for uh, posting jobs, sometimes you have to have like a certain hashtag. Sometimes you're not supposed to post links or whatever, but you just need to make sure that you're in a group that's going to allow you to share. And basically, you're just going to say, hey, I am a blank. I am looking for a virtual assistant to do blank. If you're interested, please fill out this form. Do not direct message me because I hate that. Again, you can do whatever you want. You can have them DM you. You can DM them the link. You can do whatever you want, but I'm just telling you how I do it. So I'll say, I am this. I am looking for a virtual assistant to do this. If you're interested, please fill out this form. I will link it. And then underneath, I'll say, please do not message me. I will not respond because they can respond through the the form, which is why you're posting it. So that's what I do. A lot of, if, if you're in a right group, you will get a lot of responses immediately. So what I do is I screen them. So I go through all the applications. If everything is filled out and if I feel really good about what they've said, their experience, and they, you know, agree to everything, then that's when I'll shoot them an email with a Zoom link to hop on a call. Now, this is not the trainings. This is not the trainings before when I said every week at the same time. That's not this, okay? This is a separate initial Zoom call. Do not hire anybody without setting up a call and meeting them. So this is just the initial get to know you call, right? Because you're going to do this a few times. I recommend setting up about five calls. So you're going to hop on a call with them and you're going to meet them. You're going to talk to them. You're going to ask them about their business. They're going to ask you about yours. You're going to tell them again what you're looking for. Make sure that they don't have any questions about the job description. And then if you're both on the same page, the next thing is to let them know, okay, cool. I have about four more people that I'm going to get together with, but I'm going to make a decision by next week. And then I'm going to send you an email and I'm going to let you know, you know, who I end up choosing or however you want to say it. So you're going to know when you find the right person. So my virtual assistant that I hired and that I brought on my team is really, really amazing. And it's really, really important to me to work with moms 
So she was actually the first person that I set up a call with for this position. And I absolutely loved her energy. She checked all of my boxes. She all she has four kids. And so that like hit home. <laughs> I loved that. But not only that, she was kind and I could just tell that she would really be like somebody who is going to take care of my business and care about it as much as I do. And so even though I really, really loved her, she was still in the front of my mind. I did hop on about four or five other calls, but at the end of the day, I ended up choosing her. And so you'll know when you find the right person, when you feel like, oh my gosh, like she's it, you know, but don't give up too soon. Like don't just knock all the other calls off, set all the calls up, meet everybody because there might be other opportunities later on down the line. You might want to reach out to them. So another person that I really liked that I ended up meeting over this, she actually is going to be interning for me in exchange for information. And she she already has a website, so she doesn't need that. She doesn't have a podcast, so she doesn't need that. But she's new in her business and she just wants to learn. So she's just going to intern with me for a little bit. And so you never know what might come of that. So definitely keep that in mind when you're going through these interviews. And then so the next thing I do, I've hired my person. Now what do I do? Well, a lot of Zoom calls. <laughs> we have met probably about four or five times now. There was a few weeks where we were both busy and couldn't meet up, but we meet once a week and go through all the trainings. And then what I do is I create an SOP. So I literally write out for her what exactly needs done each week. In addition to my podcast episode, I literally walk her through everything. She's got two Asana boards. So her first one is a SOP. So basically she goes there if she's like, oh crap, what do I do for this? She can go there and she can literally see the steps that I take to do the job. So it's all in there under the training tab. Um, and then it's split up by each individual task. And then underneath that, so she also has a calendar. She's got a calendar for the podcast and she clicks on the day. So for her, things are due to me by Friday. Things need to be done by Friday. So she clicks on Friday's box. And then there's a list of seven or eight things that she needs to do. And then as she does them, she can check them off. So it just keeps her organized. It keeps me organized. So I know where she's at. And it's just a really good way to keep the lines of communication open. We also have Voxer. So we message each other on Voxer which I highly recommend. I actually did get the pro plan just because you don't have to hold your thumb down when you are messaging somebody, which is super helpful. So that's how we communicate on Voxer, which is amazing. And I also use that for all of my clients. And communication really is key. So there should not be a point in time where your virtual assistant doesn't know what, what they're doing at all. So you should always have SOPs. You should have the training videos. They should be set up for success because when they're set up for success, your business is going to rise as well. And then, of course, it depends on how you pay them, how they have that set up. Maybe they have PayPal, Venmo, whatever. Maybe they send you an invoice, however that goes. But make sure that that's done, of course, every single month on the day that it is due. And then 
Another thing you can do here is a 90-day evaluation. So you can keep you know them on and say, hey, this is just a trial. You don't even have to do 90 days. You can do 30. You can do two weeks if you want. Say, hey, we're going to try this out for two. Actually, you probably don't want to do two weeks because normally things are monthly. So, hey, we're going to try this out for four weeks. And if it doesn't work out for you, if it doesn't work out for me, no problem. So you can always do some type of evaluation. But I, I highly recommend weekly meetings or at the very least monthly meetings so that if there's anything wrong with the process, it can be fixed or made better. And then last but not least, make sure that you have a contract in place. So contract is going to benefit you and it's going to benefit them. They're not going to have any questions about anything because in the contract is everything that they're supposed to do for your business and also the price and how often and everything like that. And as well as a timeline. So it can be ongoing, like a retainer. It could be maybe you guys, you know, redo it every three months or however. But you need to make sure that you have a contract because that is so important to have that in place. So definitely, definitely, definitely have a contract. Wow, that was so much information. I really hope that you found this valuable. This is exactly the process that I did to find my virtual assistant who is amazing. So I hope again that you have found value in this. If you have any questions about outsourcing, you can feel free to email me. My email is in the episode description. But I hope that you can take a look at your business and find out is now a good time to outsource. Maybe you can give away some tasks that you just don't feel like doing and, and don't feel like it's going to have to be money. You could do this in exchange for your time. Also, keep in mind that you don't have to do a long-term contract or a long-term thing to start. You can always start outsourcing by outsourcing the little things first, like one-off tasks. And one-off tasks are basically something that needs done and then it gets done and then that's it. There's no continuation on working together. It's basically not ongoing. It's not ongoing. So that is another thing to keep in mind. Maybe you're a coach and you want to offer a free coaching call. There's so many different avenues to go here. So just keep your mind open when it comes to this, but make sure that you have that contract. But that is all my friends. I will see you in the next one. Hey friend, if this episode inspired you or blessed you in any way, I would love for you to screenshot this episode and share this episode on your Instagram stories and tag me at Pamela Krista or send a text to a friend and let her know that you think this would bless her. And if you would be so kind, please take 30 seconds and leave me a review on Apple and follow this podcast by hitting the plus icon up at the top. That is the number one way you can say thank you to me. By leaving a review, you're helping others know if they want to listen to the show. And by following this podcast, you'll be notified when new episodes are available. I would love to connect with you on Instagram where I'm at Pamela Krista and my DMs are always open. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Philippians 4, 6. I'll chat with you soon, friend.